How is the worst person to have a crush on? What if you don't actually flirt with him? My mom's been moaning at me to get a haircut. You guys cute, Mom. If this doesn't work out, then I lose my best friend in the whole world. Uh. I love you. That's not me asking you to say it back or anything. Yeah. Does Charlie know you don't want to come out? I do want to come out. Is everyone ready for Paris? Paris! Paris! Paris. Welcome to Cord Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. Brian is off defending the world from hackers, Bryce. What's going on? That's right. He's finding all of the hackers and he's putting them in a bit. He's got a big pro and con list. He did the pro list last week. So now he's doing his uh, his hacker con list. Oh, wait, no, it's called. Oh, I see. So he's like some hackers are good. Uh, they went on the pro list. Now he's the hacker con. I see. Yeah. yeah. All right. Right. No, that makes uh, perfect sense. Well, thank goodness Bill Meeks is here. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Tom. Uh, do I have to worry about Brian hacking into my machine while I'm on Cord Killers? Or is that part of the whole DEF CON experience for him? Or You should always be afraid of that. You should always just the back of your mind. Oh, oh yeah. That's not just a conference thing. <laughs> yeah. um, so... Uh, the the uh, trailer snippet we heard at the beginning of the show uh, made me yes. think two things, uh, Bryce. One was, man, it, I kind of wish we had school uniforms in more places in the United States. And two, <laughs> what was that? Uh, yeah, that was a trailer for Netflix's second season of Heartstopper, which is streaming now. Uh, the second season of this teen dramedy uh, follows Charlie and Nick, our main characters, as Nick is uh, trying to come out and, and be openly boyfriends with Charlie uh, and they go to France and there's there are other romances within their friend group that are some of the B plots and those are kind of advancing as well but uh, this came out last week and I, I really liked season one did either of you uh, 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 is Heartstopper even on your radars it was it on my radar because you mentioned yeah. season one uh, Bill not not for you no no I, I actually hadn't heard of it until just this moment nice well uh, it's I was going to say, it seems fun, Bryce. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I, I really dig it. It's it's really sweet. It is based off of a web comic that is still coming up, uh-huh. um, is, is is on its way to, to, to wrapping up soon. And uh, I, I think they've done a really, really good job of adapting this, this story into both a modern age and with some of the sensibilities of the web comic. They do some very, very light like uh, graphic effects of like wind rustling and little things so that it feels kind of comic booky, but also it's still a show. They, that is something they do with the Korean dramas all the time is turn web comics into series. So I'm, I'm curious if this is now becoming a wider world trend here. I, I would, I think so. Cause I, yep. you know what? Cause I think this was on webtoon or uh, tapas or one of those, one of those, mm-hmm. those web comic mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's already out on Netflix. Excellent. Let's get then right to our primary target. Wall Street Journal has an article titled Movie Theater Behavior Has Gone Off the Reels. Get it? Uh. See, gone off the reels, but because it's movies, it's called anyway. Um, it, it's basically bemoaning the fact that theaters were once a no phone zone. Uh, you would get grimaced at, uh, if not shouted at if you used a phone in the theater, but uh, people are now using devices without remorse. 
Basically, it's about uh, people sharing pictures and videos from within their movie showings on TikTok. So there's like <laughs> evidence of them doing it. Uh, this is not about piracy. This is not about them filming the movie. This is about them like, hey, I'm here in the theater watching this movie and then a brief clip to prove they're there kind of stuff. Uh, lots of anecdotal evidence in this article. Um, it, a lot of it is around the Barbenheimer uh, phenomena. So a lot more people were doing it to show they were doing Barbenheimer. Bill, do you think that that it's just a Barbie-related thing or or have movie manners actually gotten worse? I uh, well, I actually haven't been to the movies since the Batman. So if they've if this is a recent trend, I wouldn't the know Keaton it. Or Christopher Nolan Batman. Uh, uh, no, the uh the Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Oh, Pattinson. Uh, Pattinson. Oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> not that long. Got it. Robert Patterson, the Batman. Um <laughs> no, but it, I, I definitely think that, you know, in other aspects of my life, I've definitely seen, you know, things that were, you know, most polite people uh, would follow certain rules in certain places. A lot of those went out the windows over the couple of years. We were all kind of stuck inside and I guess forgot those rules uh, it, for, for me personally. Like I've always been one to like I'll pull out my phone, check a text message or something like that during a movie. But mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, taking videos of yourself like. Didn't the theaters just do a big thing like five or six years ago where they put all those detectors to make sure people couldn't film? Like, no. it, it, feel, it feels <laughs> like it's just they put out a trouble. story about <laughs> yeah. that to make people think that was happening in a lot more places than it was. Someone yeah. made one of them. <laughs> yeah. I was Possibly. one of the suckers who fell for the movie theater propaganda. I get it. <laughs> Tom, yeah. I, I, can, I, can, I make a, can I make a controversial opinion on this, Tom? Theaters yeah, were sure. never yeah. no phone zones. They were never no phone zones. You don't. So you don't think it's gotten worse because it was never good, right? Right. Right. Because if here's if they if this was such a problem over the past, I mean, when when did Alamo get popular because they made that video about uh, the 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 lady who got kicked out? That must have been ten or fifteen years ago. Oh yeah. In all of that time, the de facto way of handling tickets and and behavior hasn't changed at these uh, lowest common denominator theaters, for lack of a better word. It's not like there's a policy. It's not like we're hearing like, oh, well, the theaters now have phone checkers. Oh, the theaters are have, have, have people spot checking. Like, no, they're not doing that and nothing's changed. So I don't, I don't think that they, I don't even think that they want to solve this problem, Tom. I think they don't <laughs> want to solve this problem. All of those people, they bought tickets. I think maybe Wall Street Journal had a, a hole to fill in their slot. No disrespect to Anne-Marie Alcantara, but uh, I personally haven't seen this kind of behavior. And I also know that I am unusual in not seeing this kind of behavior because I... I, over the years of cord killers, over these 10 years of cord killers, people have written in about how horrible people are in the movie theater. So I'm kind of with you, Bryce, that it seems like it's been that way the whole time and there's not much of a story here. But also, I never see those people. And I go to different theaters. It's not like I just happen to go to the one theater with all the polite people. Like I go to multiple theaters throughout Los Angeles. I've rarely even heard a phone go off during a, a movie. I certainly have never seen anyone taking video in the middle of a movie, maybe once or twice before the movie has started with the house lights up. I've seen stuff like that, but sure. uh, I am, is it just, uh, do I live a charmed life or <laughs> am I, am I willfully like 
turning a blind eye to stuff? I, I don't really know. Have, have you seen, here's the flip side of this. Have you seen any of these clip, these supposed clips? Because I feel like I've seen a lot of TikToks of people. I have not. Yeah, no. And, and I know that if I had, I'd feel like it was happening more often than it is mm. because that's just the way social media works. When you see something twice, definitely three times, your human brain, those of you who are human, <laughs> tells you like it's everywhere. Like all we need is three instances of something and our brain wants to turn it into like it, it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. I uh, hmm. OK, here's OK. Here's another controversial take. You ready for it? I think it's OK okay to have your phone out i think Ooh. i think it's okay to have your phone some of us like i think it's okay if we could all agree on what the decorum and discretion of that all looks like you know turn your screen brightness down keep it in mm. your lap you know don't pick up a phone call don't start playing a youtube video because that's what i've seen is like people bringing their kids into theaters and then them just watching YouTube videos. <laughs> like I've heard there are children in movies. I've never once seen one. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah. <laughs> Bill, is this, which side of, of, of this spectrum has your movie going experience been? Are you finding a lot of disruption in the theaters? Uh, no, but that's probably also because I'm not really looking for it because, you know, there's a big, you know, 20 foot screen in front of me and surround sound. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if if someone pulls out their phone to check a message over to my left or whatever, I'm not even going to register it really. Like, I mean, there there is, you know, something to be said for theater etiquette, but I don't know, things like pulling out your phone or even talking a little bit during a movie. I think that's something that you need to be worried more about with like a live performance versus a movie where, you know, they, they filmed it months ago, guys, you know, they're not going to get distracted. And as long as you're not being egregious with it, like uh, Tom was saying, you know, like taking a phone call, I don't see any big problem. I don't think anyone's worried about the actors on the screen. Getting distracted. <laughs> Tom Cruise in, in a pre-roll. Hey, Cinema is important. Turn your phone. Well, no, they do that. They do do that. They do. They've made yeah. us believe that the celebrities care. The celebrities don't care. Don't but turn Bryce, your phone off. Rice, you're saying that the public can be trusted to use their phones in a theater without distracting the other patrons. In a utopia, in the in a perfect world, we mm. wouldn't need rules because we all were <laughs> within the lines. But I'm not going to go so far as to say yeah, I have man. trust. <laughs> If we all just like trust each other, man, we could just like hug it out. I'm saying, I'm saying, I, I think they overdo. I think they used to what it's always funny with this stuff is they usually overdo the rules when people are least likely to break them. Uh, and then mm -hmm. as something becomes common, you just sort of give up. Like they don't even, I don't even see the turn your phone off stuff anymore. I think they play it really briefly and or they hide it in a commercial or something. But uh, I, I know it's there. I've seen the M&Ms, I guess, which is with the thing. I think they still do that one. But yeah, it just doesn't register anymore. But but like I said, it, I have not seen these TikTok videos or Snapchats or Reels or any version of people doing it while the movie is going on. Um, and I haven't witnessed it in person. So I... I am a, a sample of one. I, I can't say it's not happening, but I, I feel like maybe it's not happening as often as people think. And maybe Barbenheimer made it feel like it was spiking when it's probably just an ephemeral thing. Hmm.
Yeah. Uh, what is not ephemeral is your support of us at patreon.com slash cord killers. We would not be here still doing this 10 years later. Uh, Brian and I would have moved on to some other inane concept, but instead we do <laughs> this one uh, right. because you love it. So uh, thank you. Thank you for supporting us. I, I know we have an email later that, that pointed out that information that we pass along is, is helpful to many of you. So if you get value from the show and you're not giving value back, uh, why not consider going to patreon.com slash cord killers? I believe uh, we're asking for a dollar 38. Is that right, Bryce? We, uh, yeah, I, I believe that's the last I've heard. But, you know, this, the stock market's always changing, you know, and yeah. we, we record the show after the market's closed. So uh, check your local listings. It might be a dollar 38, but just to be safe, give $100 at patreon.com <laughs> slash cord killers. Let's talk about how to watch. Ooh, Warner Brothers Discovery announced its earnings Ooh. and that it lost 1.8 million subscribers. Oh. They're always in the last place you look, Warner Brothers Discovery. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we don't care so much about the earnings, except, you know, if a company is about to go out of business and we'll stop being able to watch things from them. But we are concerned at the health and, and maybe a little curious about what's going to happen to these companies. So losing 1.8 million subscribers uh, across all its properties, that, that means Discovery Plus, HBO Max, uh, et cetera, uh, is something to pay attention to. Most of that decline was attributed to overlapping subscribers. So people who had Discovery Plus realizing that they also had HBO Max and now HBO Max had all the stuff in Discovery Plus and canceling Discovery Plus because they didn't need it anymore. Uh, that's borne out by the fact that streaming revenue grew 13% on the year. So if they stayed with a more expensive option or switched to a more expensive option, that would bring up the revenue. Uh, a few other notes. Max plans to launch internationally over the next year, plus... They use the word plus uh, in, in their earnings call, which I found funny because none of their, uh, you know, because anyway. Uh, CEO David Zaslov says Max now has full capability to deliver live programming and that news and live sports are, quote, important differentiators and, quote, you will hear from us on that soon. Uh, NBA rights expire in 2025 and the company will sell or close down its regional sports network by the end of the year. So they're going to do news and sports, but they danced around when they've got the NBA until 2025. So they don't have to renegotiate that right away, but they're getting rid of the regional sports networks, uh, which everybody is. The company saved a hundred million dollars on expenses because of the writers and actors strikes. However, Zaslav said he hoped they could settle the strike soon. Uh, he said, our goal is to tell great stories and we cannot do that without the entirety of the creative community. Uh, so it didn't seem like they were looking at the strike as cost savings, uh, but sort of indicating that they could they could survive long enough to have a strong negotiating strategy. Mm. Um, I don't think Warner Brothers Discovery is the biggest player in that game, to be honest. So I'm more interested in the, the this 1.8 million subscriber dip and whether or not we think that's serious. Bill, what do you think? I well, again, in, in like you said in the story, Tom, it, it just feels to me like a lot of people are realizing, oh, I can get my uh, 90 day fiance or whatever they were watching on Discovery Plus on HBO Max. Plus, I can get, you know, Harley Quinn or whatever. And it, it, it makes a lot of sense that uh, people are moving over. Um, I, I will say that I was a little worried about 
I, this changeover in all the discovery content coming over, I was like, it's going to feel like a diluted experience to me when I go there. I'm not going to be seeing quality on my home screen on HBO Max or Max now. But I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not supportive of the, the merger of the services, but I think they've done a pretty decent job with it. It still feels like HBO Max to me going into it. I, I've, I've been seeing people take this like 1.8 million number and uh, <laughs> really try to jam it down Warner, Warner Brothers as like some smoking gun that this merger was the worst <laughs> idea in the world. But we're, I, I think this all makes a lot of sense. There was a lot of overlap between those two services. Ultimately, the goal had been at first to merge them into one thing. Like it's only, right. it was only a last minute thing that it even stayed into. So I, I think that still makes sense. I mean, 1.8 million is not even a lot in terms of their total subscriber numbers anyway. Yeah. Um, do, do, do Warner have a fast service, Tom? I don't know if any of those are, are Warners or not. I know um, like CBS has Pluto. They do a lot of channels on the fast services. So you'll see a lot of Warner content uh, showing up. But I do not believe, and I could be mistaken, that they have their own fast service i could see uh, i could see warner pivot the max brand again because clearly this is just a free-for-all <laughs> and say hey now we have a fast version of max and it has uh these channels these fast channels um or pay and we'll remove the ads or i i i think that there's it, it's tough to say our service is all about live um without any live programming to announce with it, uh, and, I, I, and fast so I looked light it up real quick. Easier in Q1, uh, the CEO and president of Global Streaming, JB Perret, uh, said that a fast tier would almost certainly come at some point. Mm. Yeah, uh, and and this would not be the quarter to announce it when they're getting over the overlap. Uh, but it does seem like some kind of max fast tier might be in the offing, although. That was back when they were still going to merge Max and Discovery Plus entirely, and they weren't going to leave Discovery Plus. So I don't know if that changes that plan at all. Mm. Uh, I also, uh, it's not lost on me that he's like, yeah, Fast Channel, definitely on the roadmap. This quarter, <laughs> yeah, live news and sports, definitely on. A lot of things on this roadmap, but the car doesn't seem to have gone very far out of the garage. <laughs> right. They're still getting well, over the hurdles of, of merging these two services. Yeah, that, and that's fair, actually. That, that That's quite a lot. And honestly, it could have gone a lot worse uh, if they only lost $1.8 uh, <laughs> given the problems that they had with some, you know, they had to force people to download a new app in a lot yeah. of situations. All of, my, so, all of my cases, I had to download a new app. Yeah, so th that's, act that's not that bad. Yeah. I will hold I, my I judgment on them until next quarter to see if they start going back up. Yeah, I could definitely see them making a move because they, they seem to have been very uh, licensing happy since the merger uh, completed. Like, I know that they've been licensing off various, like, DC properties, like the old JLU show and stuff. Like, Yeah, yeah, and some it, HBO it, stuff, it, too. Yeah, it feels to me like uh, instead of try, trying to, uh, you know, build the better mousetrap, they might just go and buy some better mousetraps and throw them around the house, you know? <laughs> yeah, but they definitely have mice. They definitely Absolutely. You've heard it here first. Or if was you... that a veiled illusion at trapping Disney? 
Uh, yes, it was, Tom. Thank you for noticing. Uh, I spent a lot of time on that one. We all caught that, that, Tom, but uh, uh, you know, yeah. I'm glad that you equalized it. I just wanted to make sure everybody else, you know, <laughs> did, no one felt left I out. try to leave uh, things open to interpretation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I think it is interesting that they keep saying news and sports are going to be an important part of Max. They've been saying that since the launch of HBO Max before there was even a merger coming. Uh, and and yet they haven't. And I'm not, I actually can get why sports might, because sports licenses are Baroque. They have the NBA through 2025. Maybe there's something in that agreement uh, that ties them up. Maybe having regional sports networks ties them up a little uh, and they, they want to wait until 2025. It's not impossible that they know they're going to get acquired next year after Comcast and Disney settle their Hulu stuff and the restrictions on acquiring them go away and they they don't want to make a bunch of deals for streaming uh, that, that will make them less attractive. But news, you've got news. It's right there. Nobody cares about upsetting cable companies anymore, which would have been my objection in the past of like, well, you don't want the cable operators upset. Just start streaming some live news. ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, who else? Fox. Uh, everybody is streaming a live news version, even if it's not their main product. Yeah. I don't not, understand why Warner is not. Not to mention, they had, no, oh no, they didn't even have that because that's not what CNN Plus was. I was going to say they had that with CNN Plus, but CNN Plus didn't but even have a live, live stream. Yeah. What the heck? Well, I mean, yeah, weird. they have some infrastructure. Don't they have that? That Axios program is an original, right? So they at least have like some sort of newsroom somewhere they could probably expand if they wanted to. Well, they yeah, also it, have it, CNN. In, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's fair. Well, I mean, I was talking about a real news source, Tom. No. Yeah. Oh, sure. No, I, that's fair. <laughs> it, it's, it, I, you know, Tom, it wasn't until you said it in that in the write up though that Warner that Warner could be setting themselves up to be acquired again. Yeah, I didn't even because think about that. There's, but that a, there's some of... restrictions on what AT and T still owns a stake on on the, of them, so there's some restrictions on what they can do with their stake that would need to be resolved. That's going to happen in 2024. The restrictions lift, uh, and then the big players of acquisition are either Comcast or Disney, or waiting to see what Comcast or Disney do. Uh, and Comcast and Disney aren't going to do anything until they've settled how much Comcast is going to pay Disney for Comcast share of Hulu. Uh, once that goes, which is supposed to happen in January, there's contractual things that can allow either side to make it happen in January. So if it doesn't happen before January, it's going to happen in January. Then Paramount, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Lionsgate, like, you know, the, the race will be on for, for consolidation at that point. Do you guys think we ever see, you know, I don't know, regulatory agencies kind of maybe try and, you know, calm this down a little bit or i mean not not unless nbc bought cbs as yeah as soon as soon as a big company buys a pretty big company like like that like you just said comcast Mm -hmm. buying paramount um you'll you'll see the the attention turn like sauron's eye you know when you looked (laughs) into the palantir like but but until then yeah i wouldn't think so yeah all right let's talk about what to watch in under surveillance not like this Shall we start with Ayaz Akhtar updating us on what's coming to streaming in August? 
What's up, Court Killers? Ayaz here. Let's take a look at what's new to streaming in August. Everyone's favorite Upper West Side show, Only Murders in the Building, returns for its third season over at Hulu starting on the 8th of the month. Two episodes will drop on that day with new installments arriving weekly. Oh, and they added Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep to the cast. Ridiculous. Everybody's favorite Tracy Morgan has a new comedy special called Tracy Morgan, Taking It Too Far. It's on Max starting on the 17th. The Gal Gadot action flick Heart of Stone goes online at Netflix on the 11th. Matthew Broderick stars in the new Netflix limited series Painkiller. The series is about that very cheery topic, the opioid crisis. The show goes online on the 10th. On to another crisis, the never-ending world of Star Wars continues on Disney+, Plus, with the debut of Star Wars Ahsoka on the 23rd. And saving the last for last, Prime Video will have Thursday Night Football starting on the 24th of the month. Oh, and the live-action One Piece hits Netflix on the last day of August for some reason. Want to know more? Watch this show, Cord Killers. Thank you, Ayaz. I will, because I can't help it, because I'm on it. That's a, that's awesome. No, Everywhere. thank you, Ayaz Akhtar, uh, for keeping us up to date. All right, let's get into a few other uh, what-to-watch notes. I've been saying for months, Gal Gadot has not been fired as Wonder Woman, if you believe Gal Gadot. Uh, she told comicbook.com, I love portraying Wonder Woman. It's so close to and dear to my heart from what I heard from James and from Peter is that we're going to develop a Wonder Woman 3 together. Good. So when they shelved the Wonder Woman that was in the works, everyone assumed, well, she's done. She said immediately that day, I don't think I'm done. And has been saying nothing but, including this recent publication from comicbook.com, which I assume was recorded before the actor strike, uh, obviously. But uh, yeah, it, I, it's one of those things where I just, I, I am uh, in disbelief that people continue to say like, not, not, I think Gal Gadot's gone, but like, I'm so mad that they fired her. And she's out there going, Guys, I, I don't think I'm fired. I can't announce anything, but I, yeah. I think it's fine. I'm telling you everything I can to let you know it's fine. I think this is well, what pe- I think this is what you say when the last script was so bad they needed to <laughs> totally dump it. I I don't see any other subtext to this beyond that of the script was awful. James Gunn came in, he looked at it and said, "This is a piece of crap. Let's start all over, <laughs> but keep Gal." And like, that's just the simplest explanation to what's going on here. Cause otherwise this doesn't make sense. You're right, Tom. Like people are hanging something weird on this. Yeah. It, uh, it does put me in mind of a Henry Cavill for about seven years there. He kept anytime anyone asked him about Superman, he was like, the cape's still in the closet, which is a very non-committal answer. And it like for her to be this committal about it, like, yeah, it's going to happen. Even if James Gunn hasn't announced it. Uh, I mean, I know he's had meetings with Jason Momoa about continuing on in the DCU. Um, yeah, I, I don't think James Gunn is coming into clean house or clear house. He's coming into clean house and the parts that are working, you know, just let them keep on working, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think. He respects Patty Jenkins, but I think he didn't like where 84 went, pro- possibly didn't like where the next script was going and was sa- and said, Patty, you know, you're great, uh, but I want to do something different. He did the same thing with Henry Cavill. Uh, Hen- Henry, you're amazing. I want to do a younger version. Uh, I, you know, and then went to Gal and Jason and we're like, y'all are fine. I'll keep you like you fit into the plans just fine. With 
folks tend to to turn things into all or nothing simplistic motivations because that's easier to wrap your head around. But I, I don't think that's what went on here. Yeah. It, uh, it it sounds like um, a very nuanced situation is happening over. A, what in, <laughs> I know in a creative situation, uh, yeah. But I'm glad. I I don't know. Hopefully, people will lay off this idea that Gal's been and fired. I, I I think I'm so excited <laughs> by this because I really like her as Wonder Woman. She, I also love Henry Cavill, so I was disappointed they removed it. But I if if they keep her as Wonder Woman, I'll be very pleased. Yeah. Uh, remember that Loki season two trailer that we talked about last week? Uh, well, you should, because you all watched it, apparently. Uh, it's <laughs> 80 million views. Make it the biggest online trailer debut for any Disney Plus series, which probably makes sense because it was also the most viewed Disney Plus series for season one. Uh, as a reminder, Loki coming back on October 6th. Bill, did you watch the Loki season two trailer? Indeed, I did. And uh, much like the first season of Loki, it got me very excited. Uh, so hopefully um, I know that the bloom's kind of off the rose with these Disney plus Marvel series. But I, I, I'm holding out hope that this is going to be just as killer as the first one was. Like, uh, I think my order goes WandaVision, then Loki and then all the others. <laughs> so like not a bad uh, list. not a bad yeah. list. Plus, you know, me and my son uh, watched it together, so it'll be nice to have something to bond with him over. But yeah, it looks super exciting and awesome in all the best ways. Yeah, uh, and I, is this this is not the first this isn't the first Disney Plus show to have a uh, a sequel season, but it is the first for Marvel on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. Um, Correct, because Mandalorian and all those Star Wars have had multiple seasons. As or did some the, the yeah. Netflix and some of the Hulu ones. Mm, uh, Daredevil and, and Jessica Jones and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how expansive they make the story, because I know in the first season they were very limited because they were shooting most of it during COVID times, right? So it all had to be on a soundstage and everyone was mm -hmm. eight feet apart at all times and everything. So it'll be interesting to see if they'll take advantage of the new freedom they have to you know i don't know go shoot owen wilson on a jet ski or something like that mm. yeah uh paramount plus is adding star trek to its library in canada uh that should have happened already uh as of august 1st episodes of strange new worlds will continue to air on ctv sci-fi channel and the fifth and final season of star trek discovery will only be available on ctv sci-fi and not on crave because online it will go to paramount plus in canada this is good. This, I, I, we're going to hit a point where these international deals stop needing to happen, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, I think Netflix has showed that you can just pretty much put everything everywhere, with a few exceptions here and there. Uh, AMC Networks, so the studio, not the theater company, AMC Networks announced Friday that it lost 300,000 subscribers across its streaming services last quarter. Now it reports 11.2 million subscribers. However, it claims the result was due in part to the change in the definition of how they count the subscribers. They're just uh -huh. counting them different. There's not fewer of them. <laughs> AMC Networks previously announced a goal of 20 to 25 million subscriptions by the end of the year. So that's not going to happen. I looked into this, Tom, because I don't know how you change the definition of a paid subscriber, but I guess they were including an estimate, an estimate of how many I think conversions. If I understood get. it correctly, when you signed up for a trial, 
you counted as like, <laughs> you know, two tenths of a subscriber because 20% of trial subscribers ended up oh, paying. Wow. Uh, and they stopped doing that. They, they Now they're only counting people who are getting charged. Finally. As, as they should. I mean, I signed up for AMC Plus once for the free trial for the last few episodes of Better Call Saul. And then I was out. And I'm sure, you know, like everyone's like that. They have their show. They want to watch their show. And then they don't need Mad Men mad men reruns or whatever yeah yeah yeah. uh and then i i don't know if we covered sony moving back a bunch of release dates bryce but you found this note that gran turismo is moving from august 11th to august 25th so just a couple of weeks and sony says this is because the actors can't promote it but the fans can. <laughs> this is this is really weird because they've been pushing people to like pre pre buy tickets to this movie. You know, it's a it's a kind of it's just kind of a bigger thing. I got enough a number of big names on it. But they've taken these first two weeks that would have been you know general admission and made them sneak previews. I think this is just they sold those tickets so they have to, to yeah. sell, give those people <laughs> that show. But then. It's this is really fascinating, and it it's so it sounds so dumb. It might work, Tom. It might be so dumb that it might get enough word of mouth that it pushes the idea of this movie being good out. Uh, maybe. So I know a lot of people, and we we talked about this actually on on Court Killers last week. They're not in the union. They're not covered by the union. They don't plan to ever get into the SAG after union, but they're not going to promote struck work because they don't want people to be angry at them. Mm. So when I look at this, but the fans can, I'm like, well, there's a lot of fans who won't <laughs> care. They'll, 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 they'll promote it because they love Gran Turismo. There'll be some fans who do it because there's a strike and they want to make a point because they, they're opposed to the strike or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because you, you see that in music all the time, right? Yeah. S- buy Lady Gaga on iTunes. Stream art pop. Like, the, you can, if you just get enough of those people into that mode of, yeah. I got to promote this thing. Because I love Gran Turismo, because I love David Harbour. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then there will be the people who are incensed that Sony is doing this and yelling at everyone who takes part <laughs> in it, which will only increase the promotion of Gran Turismo. They, up, they updated Gran Turismo 7 yesterday, Tom, so that the title screen is a huge Gran Turismo poster. And then <laughs> there are two big buttons on the home screen that have Gran Turismo on them. There's a time trial that's at one of the places in, in the Ant Gran Turismo movie. Like, they're, they're, I feel like this is going to work. I think it <laughs> might work, and it could be really fascinating to see if anyone else tries this <laughs> if and and just a word to those of you and i know i know you're out there and i, I respect your opinions who who think this is awful and you're going to be tempted to to name and shame everyone who's promoting gran turismo every <laughs> time you retweet someone who's promoting struck work you're also promoting it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if your even if your comment says, "Look at how horrible this person is," even if you did a screenshot instead of linking to it, you I see this all the time in my feed. If people saying, "Look how horrible this is," and I'm like, "Huh, I never would have seen that horrible message if it weren't for you telling me how horrible it is." So, yeah. if you really want to stop this from working, 
you just don't talk about it at all. Yeah. And I know that doesn't feel good. I mean, the, the Sony spokesperson about this even said, well, the actors can't promote the film, but the fans can. And like, <laughs> it's kind of bald faced, but also, I, you know what? Eh, I kind of respect that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well I, mean, I mean, after Bar- that's their move. After Barbenheimer, like, I mean, you know, it, I, I think we're going to see a lot more like really innovative marketing ideas for you know the yeah. handful of movies the studios have left because that was a huge success. Like, I mean, like that that hit like every quadrant, you know, from the Christopher Nolan too smart for the room intellectual guy to the pop just want to go have fun because i remember playing with barbies and they were fun you know or the person it, who it created new quadrants yeah. i think there, there's now quadrants yeah. or something i don't know yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk about what we've had our eyes on uh bill meeks what you been watching i have been watching and i, I will say it's probably my favorite adaptation since the 1990s uh my adventures with superman over on max really good cartoon um it's set in the early days of superman's career kind of right after he starts working at the daily planet um i believe it's done by a lot of the same creative team who did the series owl house a lot of people are familiar with that but it's really really solid i I really only have one complaint about it, and that's how they're dealing with his secret identity. But I mean, overall, like, I think it's probably the best they've done with Superman in any medium. I'd say even more. I, I liked it more than Man of Steel, and I loved Man of Steel. So it really good show. And Jack Quaid is good as the voice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was kind of a because I didn't realize he was voicing Superman when I sat down to watch the pilot. And I was like, is that Huey? <laughs> <laughs> I think Huey is such a weird fit for this role. I, t- Bill, I, I try, I tried watching this over the the, uh, the other day. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm, maybe I'm worn out on Jack Quaid, but he, yeah, because he's also Boimler. Yeah, he's also and, Boimler, and he's Huey in the Boys. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't see Superman right. when I hear that voice. Unfortunately. Give it one more episode. I think the second episode, the first episode's all set up and, you know, it's just kind of a fun romp. But the second episode, he gets into some character work and he might change your mind. Okay. All right. There you go. I've been hearing nothing but good things about this, though, Mm. from from you and and several of my friends. Uh, I uh, did what I I have done the past several years and watched Hulu's Lollapalooza stream over the weekend. it is not as comprehensive as YouTube's Coachella stream, which is my closest comparison. Uh, YouTube keeps expanding. This year, YouTube had every stage except one streamed pretty much live with a couple of exceptions where artists didn't want it streamed. Uh, but it was almost everything you could get. Lollapalooza just has two streams, a channel one and a channel two. So you're not getting all the artists and not everything is exactly live. Some they they because they only have two channels, they shift some things around. So you're you're not seeing it when it's happening. Uh, but that those things aside, uh, what they showed was well presented, well shot, sounded good. Uh, and if you're into watching live music and don't want to go out into the world or fly to Chicago to see Lollapalooza, it's a good substitute. <laughs> nice. Do they do they make the vod of that available after the fact? Because I know with like Coachella, sometimes you can you get a little bit of time to just rewind and check stuff. Out. Yeah, they don't. That was one oh. thing is like when that mm. performance is done, you can rewind a few minutes. So like if you're if you need to go to the bathroom, you can pause, come back, and 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 they they enable that. Oh. But I think I can't remember exactly. I think it might have been like 10, 15 minutes back 
that they're like, yeah, you can't rewind any farther than that. And that keeps rolling too. Like, yeah. um, so, so it's always going to be 10 to 15 minutes, uh, away. Um, it, it, a lot of the groups themselves make their performances available on their YouTube channels. So I, I think there must've been some rights negotiations with individual agencies, uh, but Hulu itself did not. Ah, there you go. Uh, also, I want to address the singing Star Trek in the room. Uh, Strange New Worlds had their <laughs> oh. musical episode oh, this how, week. How uh, you're smiling, you're grinning. Universally praised. Everyone loved it. Yeah. It's a good story. I thought the reasons they had for why people were singing was good. Um, oh, Tom. I was surprised how good some of the voices were from these actors. The, the faint praise, Tom. The decor. <laughs> the decor is lovely. The it, lighting was just ship. spot on. Yeah, so good. Oh, no. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Everybody hit their marks. Was it? Was it corny? Was it cringy? Was it? Uh, honestly. The, if you like that style of song, that kind of glee style of song, they're they're very good. They're very good song, and they they were full of good little Star Trek references. I sh- I should hope I should hope so I should have hoped so, Tom. <laughs> uh, ooh, uh, I didn't it- like it. I didn't like the music part. And I feel bad because a lot of people <laughs> loved it. Did I don't want to rain on their parades. Did Did you like the Buffy one? Because I talked to someone over the past uh, week or two who said like. I, who also doesn't like musical episodes and uh, skips that episode of Buffy when it comes on. Yeah. I I actually, it's been so long since I saw the Buffy one. Like I remember enjoying it, but it may have been the novelty of it. I, I'd, have, I, I'd want to go back and rewatch Buffy to see like if I think it was actually better or if it was just my head was in a different space. And, and maybe the fact that Buffy did it well made me expect this. A lot of people who like the Buffy one are saying that this one met the bar. So I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with them. I I feel like this isn't just isn't my thing. And there was lots <laughs> to like about the episode. Thankfully, they didn't sing all the way through. If it helps, I'm a big musical fan, and I went and checked out several of the songs, and they were just okay. Like a lot of them, like, you know, musical theater has really grown, especially over the past 20 years or so. A lot of them felt like they were written in the 50s or 60s, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it wasn't the best musical I've seen. Um, but it, it did seem like a pretty good episode of Star Trek just from those little moments of it I saw. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. I, I did not... I didn't. I wasn't miserable watching it or anything like that. Just, yeah, not miserable. Put it on the yeah. put on the box. Still had a good time. <laughs> I survived the musical, and all I got was this full quote. No, no, it was a good. It was a good episode. Uh, I just I saw everybody raving about it. And I was like, oh, I wish I felt that way, but I don't. <laughs> all right, Bryce, what should we be on the lookout for? Hey, I got something for you. It is Good Omen season two. Uh, we're going to be talking about the first two episodes on Spoiler in Time this week. Uh, the whole season is out now. This is on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, season two is a new story. You don't really need to get caught up with season one if you don't want to. But also, I know when we covered this, uh, gosh, a couple of years ago, we had, I, I would say, Tom, just flat out uh, capital A approval for this show, right? For Good yeah. Omens. Um, Absolutely. I, and I, we were we were talking before the recording. I we watched the two I watched the two episodes for spoiler in time this week, and 
I, I, it, it was really difficult to stop myself from binging it because it, <laughs> it just feels like it's really good. There was a lot of worry because it's their past where the Good Omens book ends. Um, but so far, I really dig the conflict that they've got. It still feels really funny. I like the. I feel like I like the world that they're in even more than season one. But maybe I need to rewatch season one. Uh, Tom, how are you feeling about Good Omens? Yeah, uh, without getting spoilery, uh, it, it was very focused. I, I like that it's very focused and f- in some ways feels more limited in the first two episodes than it felt in the first season where they were sort of letting us in on a wider world. I think it was smart to say, you already know the wider world. Let's narrow it back in on just a few characters to to start you back. Uh, and and a compelling story slash mystery. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm great choices all over. Uh, characters feel consistent, but in new challenges. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill, did you did you get a get a, a, any look at Good Omens? Uh, yeah, I'm actually a bit further ahead than you guys are for spoiler in time. But every episode so far has been an absolute banger, and it's it's just so cool seeing kind of new material set in this world too. And um, I. I, I, I I won't say much. I'll just say that they, they, they get into some more backstory stuff, which I find super interesting considering, you know, the scale of the story. So yeah, it, it's super awesome. Like you guys are going to love it. as you keep going through it. Nice. Well, that is uh, season two of good omens. It is streaming now on prime video. If you've got something we should be on the lookout for, please email it to us. That email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. Thank you. Now, Tom. Yes, Bryce. Tell the people. About doghousesystems.com? About our friends at doghousesystems.com, exactly. You oh, I'm glad right you asked. Doghousesystems.com slash rogue is where you can go to get a new computer, even if you don't need one. I don't care. Just go there. Just go Buy there. another one. Come yeah. on. What are you waiting for? I, you, you, you say you don't need one. Tom doesn't care. No. Tom doesn't. I say <laughs> two is better than one. Three that's, is better than two. That's right. And it, obviously one is better than none. And all of them get a free SSD. That's right. If you use promo code Rogue at checkout, check it out. They are uh, our good friends, Doghouse Systems. They are powering this show, a bunch of all of our channels and stuff. So check them out. If you uh, need a good computer uh, to uh, interface with society. Yeah. Now, you may say, well, hold on. I do need a new computer. Uh, But even at the amazing prices Doghouse Systems provides, will I still have enough money to pay to watch sports? To which I say, you don't need to pay to watch sports. If you want all the best part of sports, you need to watch Bryce do marbles. That's right. Uh, I I do a uh, stream uh, a stream racing series here on our Twitch channel uh, called Marbles LFG Marbles, and we do virtual marble races uh, live on stream. Everyone who joins the chat gets a marble with their name on it, and they go through these fun physics based courses and. We have a whole point system, and we have great music. We've got a bunch of memes and stuff. Check it out. The website is marbles.win. We've got a new season starting uh, in just a couple weeks, so check it out. Let's move on to the front lines. Front lines. Now, you may have seen a headline or two out there saying that Apple revenue declined for the third straight quarter. Apple iPhone sales are are, are pausing. They're stagnating. Uh, What's Apple going to do? Well... What Apple's going to do is give you some more Ted Lasso because uh, services are its future and services rose 8.2%. Apple announced it now has 1 billion paid subscribers. Wow. Oh, look at, look at Max with its cute little 
Tens of millions. <laughs> Apple's got 1 billion paid subscribers. Now, that's not just for Apple TV+. Plus. That's all their services across Apple Music, iCloud, Apple News, Apple TV+. Plus. But they do have that Apple One bundle that includes a, a lot of people in one. They did not break it all out. But I repeat, Bryce, 1 billion paid subscribers. 1 billion. And you know if, if, if the studios could, they would also love to sell file storage and music plans <laughs> and news plans like they would love that but uh, uh apple's in a pretty at a pretty sweet gig because they got those because they got them phones yeah uh atsc 3.0 we we have talked about it here and there on cord killers it's uh also called next gen tv and it is the next generation of over-the-air broadcasting so if you use an antenna to get over-the-air broadcasts, you're going to want to pay attention to this. Uh, there's some great things coming in ATSC 3.0, 4K HDR video, dialogue enhancement, uh, some even some customization options. But they are also adding encryption so that you can be blocked from recording broadcasts. Now, a broadcast wouldn't have to do this, but they have added the ability for a broadcaster to select to do that. Uh, they could even do things like you can record it at home on your DVR, but you can't watch it out of your home or you can't use certain video player apps to stream it to yourself. Uh, this is all in the name of preventing piracy, of course. You can find out which ATSC 3.0 stations are encrypted at the Rabbit Ears website. Go to rabbitears.info. Uh, thanks to TextJeb for putting this on my radar. Uh, broadcasters must continue to support ATSC 1.0 for at least four more years. So you got four more years before you have to deal with this, but it's definitely coming. Is and this is uh, the over the air uh, protocol, right? Yeah. This is this is this won't really affect you if you've got cable or or any of those. If things. you're if you're yeah you're you're already encrypted up the wazoo if you're streaming video or, <laughs> or if you've got cable. This is just if you're getting over the air and over the air historically has been unencrypted, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons people stick with it. There, there's you know, it's a minority of the market that has over the air, but it's probably more than you think because a lot of people like the freedom they get with it. I I, it, I can see where this is like a feat. This is a feature enhancement for 3.0, right? Like these are all even DRM is is a feature. For, oh, yeah. For the studios. <laughs> but I don't know what's what's more likely to happen. Um uh, metadata being ignored by everyone uh, uh, over and over again or companies taking advantage of any chance that they can to squeeze, to squeeze you with yeah, CRM. I, I feel like I, you're killing a market by doing this. Go ahead, Bill. I was just going to say like this ATSC 3.0, I used to work in broadcasting and I went to a conference where we listened to one of the head tech guys from Sinclair Broadcasting talk about this. And I'll say that the on that side of it, it's very nefarious. Like this is all about getting into your home, watching what you're doing and, you know, you know, selling off that personal information. Like it, it was so impactful on me that I think three months later I wrote uh, my podcast series, the fakest. And I based the villain of the entire series on that dude because oh, wow. he was so like, Oh, we can't wait to get all the information from the people and, you know, be able to control everything they see. And I'm like, that guy is straight up evil. Well, and, so it kind of turned me off. That's not very far from that free TV we were talking about uh, for these past mm -hmm. month or two. Like, that's also a tracking uh, product. It's yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, there are very few people who want free over the air TV because they can't stream video on the internet. Uh, I'm sure there are some, 
but I, I think it's a very small slice. The people who are using over-the-air TV, for the most part, are people who like the freedom it gives them. They don't want the encumbrance. They want to ha not pay, but also not have the data collecting issues that you have with free ad-supported streaming TV. Mm -hmm. uh, and also not have the risk you ha you'd have with torrenting. And also be able to get things live. Uh, so those are the big advantages. Obviously, ATSC 3.0 will still be fine for people who just want live. But there's a lot of people who will say, well, listen, wait, if if I'm going to get tracked and deal with, uh, you know, recording encryption, uh, I might as well just give up on over the air. So I feel like doing ATSC 3.0 in order to get the information is going to get you less information, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to, like, imagine the person who is re really does rely on ATSC 3.0 um, and it is... It is so technical enough to be that person to be hooked up and have a have a leaf or have whatever they need. Yeah, right. But then not get like a splitter or something that will clear that that could possibly circumvent unencrypted. I <laughs> assume there will be lots of attempts to circumvent this. I don't have enough uh, technical understanding to understand how easy that is. Yeah. But it wouldn't be as easy as a splitter. It would it would have to be something at the software level. Hmm. I'll also say that, you know, this seems like it just adds enough complexity that, you know, over the air, it's like sports and grandma and granddad. And this is definitely going to lose you grandma and granddad people, because if, if uh, you know, they already know how to use Netflix on their box, why yeah. are they going to bother dealing with this new complicated uh, TV, smart TV service thing, you know? Yeah. You know that recording you set up, Billy? It doesn't work anymore, <laughs> so I stopped using it. It says yeah. it won't let me watch it after 2242. Yeah. yeah. You guys do a great impersonation of my grandparents. It's <laughs> astonishing. <laughs> uh, actually, that was your grandparents, Bill. That wasn't us. <laughs> Next year's Super Bowl happens February 11th, and it will have alternate broadcasts. CBS is going to carry the main broadcast, but a version with alternate commentators targeted to children will air on Nickelodeon. Uh, the main broadcast is also going to stream on Paramount Plus and NFL Plus for mobile. Uh, but the but the alternate children's broadcast will be uh, an interesting spin from CBS this time. It was so smart that they did it last time. I, it wasn't even a big game, I don't think. It was just uh, just a yeah, it was just a regular season game, if I remember right. It, this this could be big. I I I want to watch that Nickelodeon one. It looked it looked fun what they were doing. I mean, I know <laughs> I know how football works, but I want to see these MFers get slimed sometimes. I don't know. Put that on streaming. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big sports fan, but this is one of those these ideas. You hear it, and you're like, why haven't they been doing this the entire time? I mean, Puppy Bowl, like, competes with the Super Bowl every year. Like, kids are into, like, they might not be into sports, but they're into watching something fun geared towards them. It's it's like a no-brainer. It's shocking it's taken this long. Yeah, Super Bowl is one of those few live broadcast TV events that has not declined uh, much over the years. So it feels like it needs this the least, but if there were a demo that you would need to go after, it'd be the bored kids and giving them Nickelodeon for the spare room broadcast is pretty smart. I got it. Are admit. they gonna oh they should slime the halftime performer? They should do like an <laughs> AR, like an augmented reality slime. Who's the halftime performer gonna be? Oh, I don't know. 
I'm real curious. We'll find out. Place your bets. Cordkillers at gmail.com. <laughs> and, and whether you would like them slimed or not. Uh, Paramount's fast service, fast, of course, free ad supported, uh, Pluto TV will launch in Australia at the end of August with 50 free ad supported channels. That includes South Park, MTV Reality, MTV The Shores, Nick Classics, Nick Tunes, uh, classic shows like I Love Lucy, Happy Days, and Dynasty. Good, 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 good. Good, good on you, Australia. Uh, and YouTube has started rolling out its 1080p playback with an enhanced bitrate option. You'll see it above the regular 1080p option. Uh, if you don't pay for YouTube Premium, if you click on the uh, Premium 1080p, it'll prompt you to pay up. It's only available to YouTube Premium subscribers. Basically, it improves the picture without having to increase the resolution. So if you can't get 4K because your connection can't handle it, uh, you could improve the picture if you have YouTube premium by clicking that 1080p premium. Uh, YouTube premium costs you $14 a month. Gets you a bunch of other stuff too, not just this. This is another one of those weird things where they're going after a slice of a slice of their audience. You need someone who loves YouTube enough to pay for it and wants to watch something but also doesn't have an internet connection good enough for 4K but is good enough for HD at a increased bit rate even though your 4K version would have better bitrate to begin with. Like, to me, this feels like retention, not attraction. This is not, hey, come sign up for YouTube Premium. We've got better 1080p. Uh, this is, man, I love YouTube Premium, but I don't know if it's worth paying for because the bitrate's so bad. It's like, oh, here, we we, we gave you something better. Yeah. Don't, don't care. Yeah, and I'm for, for like YouTube content, I don't think I've ever come across a video where I was like, you know what? I would love for this to be just slightly better quality. Like, cause I mean like most, a lot <laughs> of YouTube a lot producers, more. <laughs> yeah, but you know, a lot of YouTube producers aren't working with the best equipment anyway. So, you know, you upgrade it to 4k and it's still like a 360 P, you know, webcam. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of high video. quality stuff on, on YouTube too, from yeah, yeah. High, higher production levels. So. Yeah, yeah it, w it wouldn't work on everything. You're right. It's I, I just don't know who this is a is an attractive feature for, even as retention. But uh, YouTube knows what they're doing. Boardkillers at gmail.com. If you're the one, you're like, <laughs> yes, this is the thing. I would I would you're you're my Bigfoot. If you're out there, please. Yeah. Speaking of that email address, uh, let's get right to the dispatches from the front. We got we got a letter. Did we get a letter or an email? <laughs> we got an email from Scott, but oh. I wrote I wrote letter. <laughs> we got I was I was kind of hoping it was an actual letter. Uh, we got an email from Scott who had a response to our story about Roku getting Formula E racing. Uh, Scott writes, "Hello, Brian, Bryce, and Tom. CW was given rights to the NASCAR Xfinity series starting in 2025 through 2031. The Xfinity series is akin to AAA baseball. It's the second highest level of NASCAR racing." Uh, the CW is getting 33 races plus practices and qualifying. In the past few years, NASCAR has had the Xfinity Series split between Fox Sports, NBC Sports, USA, or sometimes on no network. Uh, now this CW contract brings NASCAR back to network TV full time. Personally, I'm happy because this brings more eyes back to NASCAR and the Xfinity series does put on a lot of good racing, sometimes better than the top tier NASCAR Cup series. I'm not sure if Xfinity had a say in where these could be broadcast. I'm wondering if they'll drop sponsorship in the future if they are that upset. 
I do have to thank the Cord Killers crew, though. Mm -hmm. When this was announced, much of NASCAR Twitter and YouTube kept making horrible jokes about Supernatural and Gossip Girl and Riverdale characters showing up, et cetera, et cetera. But because of listening to your fine programming, I know that Nexstar bought the network last year. I've seen changes to the programming, like many of the DC shows canceled, but the NASCAR contract has been one of the most interesting moves. I feel like it's a bigger deal than Formula E going to Roku. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Yeah, thank, thank you for that, Scott. I I agree. Uh, something about motorsport has is, is seemed... Uh, I'm not going to say pandemic proof, but they have been putting a lot of people into one place for a long time. And uh, as you see more of these lower level racing series go around, yeah, uh, it, yeah. It, you'll just see more of this. Yeah. I, I feel like Formula E going to Roku was significant for what we're covering in that it was a free streaming services getting a sport. Yeah. Uh, but I do not disagree, Scott, that the CW, which a lot of people look at and go, is it on its last legs? Getting a, a big sport deal like this uh, is is a bigger deal in general than than Formula E going to Roku. You're you're not wrong about that. Yep. Uh, we also got a question in the YouTube comments from WR who asked, "Will you all get around to covering the season of what we do in the shadows? The episode where Colin Robinson runs for comptroller might be the most Brian thing ever." I, 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 I wish we were. I wish we were. It's been really good this season. What we do in the shadows, don't you think? Tom? I agree, and I agree with WR that 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 episode in particular was amazing. Um, we are in the process of changing a bunch of things around. We've talked about that a few times. Cord Killer's reckoning is coming. Uh, among those changes is focusing spoiler in time so that it's clear what it is. Uh, Another thing that plays into this is we all have to want to watch the thing and have time to watch it for it to be on spoiler in time. Uh, I am not caught up on what we do in the shadows, but but here's here's what I'll say, WR. Uh, Bryce and I uh, have both seen the episode you're talking about, and so we will talk about it in After Talk. Hey, hey. Uh, so go check it out at patreon.com slash cordkillers. Bill Meeks, it was a pleasure to have you, my friend. Uh, tell the fine folks what you've been up to lately. Uh, thanks, Tom. And it, it's been great being here, by the way. Uh, lately, I've been working on a project called Everly Heights, which are a bunch of TV pilots and movies set in a small town in Ohio called Everly Heights. We're using the latest AI technology like Stable Diffusion to build an animated universe. And uh, you can go over to everlyheights.tv to learn how to use the tools, see how we're putting it together with you know our live cast, or in about a week, you can go over to my YouTube channel at Bill Meeks LA, and we'll be posting the cast table read, uh, hosted, oh, kind of hosted by one Tom Merritt. He's sort of the voice of God of the thing. Oh, I, I did the stage instructions. You always, you always need yeah, some, yeah. you know, some stunt casting to read the stage direction. So Bill was nice exactly. enough to ask me to do that. Yeah. So if you like Tom, come and watch my thing. That's why I got him. <laughs> <laughs> And it was fun. I had so much fun doing that, Bill. Thank you for inviting me. That was that was that was great. You have such a good cast too. Oh yeah, yeah, they're killer. Love them. Love all of them. Uh, so re remind folks again where where they should go. It's everlyheights.tv. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. And we're live on twitch.tv slash night attack Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll talk to you again next time. Hey Tom Merritt, what's going yes. on? 
I'm just hanging out here watching this scroll go by. Uh, what are you doing? Trying to set up a bit where we thank our beautiful, beautiful patrons, all these wonderful names. I'm sorry, names. I'm too distracted looking at these beautiful, beautiful patron names going by. Look at that one. I mean, if you wanted to be one of these people, patreon.com slash cordkillers would be the place to go. I mean, they're, yeah. scra- they're, they're scratching our itch, like, because we're I think addicted. as long as it's consensual, like, we're, we're addicted to their money. And love. Might as well face it. Well, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>